Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. This is Arthur Pearly Martin with Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. I just dropped in briefly because I wanted to know, do you understand God's love for you? Do you understand the love of God? Well, we're getting ready to talk about this in one second, one minute, one moment. But first, you know, we're going to pray before we start. Father, we just thank you for being together with us in the midst of us. Um, for Holy Spirit, Father, we ask that your Holy Spirit reveal to us. Give us a revelation of this word today and anoint my lips of clay to say what you would have me to say. As I yield my members to you, Father God, I say that I am here to serve you. I am a servant of yours. Therefore, Father, I thank you for your rhema word. I thank you that you will watch over this word um, so that it, and it will not return void, but it will be sown into good ground, into the hearts of people. Father God, and it will bring forth a hundred fruit, will bring forth fruit in our lives today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you guys again for joining in to my podcast. Again, this is Dr. Pearlie Martin, Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. Um, but I want to talk to us about, do we really understand the love of God? John 3, 16 tells us, um, it was for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have eternal life or everlasting life. Um, so we see there in that scripture that the reason God so love so the reason God gave his only son who he so loved his only begotten son who he so loved um was because he so loved the world it was because God so loved the world that he gave okay it was because God so loved that he gave and I think my question to us is that if we can trust God to save our lives why can't we trust God with our lives he is our Jehovah Jireh. So to be half-hearted to say, well, I can trust God with, with, with salvation, but I can't trust God with finances, or I can't trust God to heal me, or that's half-hearted and that's kind of double-minded. Um, the, God is our Jehovah Jireh. How many of you know that God did not set us up? He did not create us for failure. He tells Jeremiah 29, 11, even though he's talking to the prophet, it's for us also, um, that the plans that God has for us are good and not evil to bless us, to prosper us, to bring us into great success. God has a good things in store for us. Every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father above us. Uh, Every good and perfect gift. God gifts does not have strings attached to it. His gifts are not gifts of manipulation. He's not giving us things to try to manipulate our will because love is choice and not force. If you get a chance, go look at my YouTube video. I talk about when the gift is not good because there are some gifts that's not good gifts. But the gifts that God gives us are good gifts. Gifts that have strings attached to them, gifts that says, I gave you this, now you owe me this. Those are not good gifts. Those gifts have strings of manipulation attached to it. It's, the purpose of that gift was to try to manipulate and to control your will or to make you feel guilty or to bring you in bondage to make you feel like, because this person did something for me good, now I have to do something for them good. But that's not how the gift of God works, okay? The gift, God just 
even when we were yet sinners, before we even knew him, before the foundations of the world, the Bible say that God knew us. Even when we were yet sinners, the Bible say that Christ died for the ungodly. So even when we did not know him to acknowledge him, he knew us and he already loved us. See, love is who God is. Like God is love. The Bible says that God is love. It's not that just it's not just that God loves us, but God is love. Love is who God is. <laughs> so let's talk about the love of God. Okay. The Bible tells us that God chastised those who he loves. And those who are without chastisement are bastards. They're not his because um, this is how we know when God loves us is when he corrects us because the purpose of correction is to protect us. Isn't that what we, why we correct our children when they're going the wrong way or they're going astray is to keep them, is to protect them from the evil one. So when the word of God comes and it corrects us, it might be a rebuke or a correction, is not to crush us, it's to protect us. So maybe the next time when we, as we begin to go in his word and we begin to see where he's telling us not to do this or to do this or don't do this, it's not to try to take away our fun. Isn't that what our kids think? They think that when we're trying chastising them or trying to di- give them some type of direction that's contrary to what they want, it feels like some type of punishment because they don't understand. They don't know some of the stuff that you know. They don't know that. It's not good to be driving without license. I'm just using this. They don't know some of the things that we know because we've experienced some things that they may have not yet experienced. So we're trying to protect them from evil consequences. In other words, I'm saying, I don't want you to do what I did. I want you to do better than me. That's an evil decision. We're teaching our children. When we're teaching our children right from wrong, really what we're doing is we're teaching them to discern, to distinguish um, between good and evil. We need to exercise our ability to discern. The Bible tells us to exercise our ability to discern, to be able to distinguish good from evil, right from wrong. What's God and what's not? What's God and what's demonic? What is it? We we got to be able to know the difference. The Romans 12 and 2 tells us uh, to be not conformed, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind so you will know that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God for your life. In other words, we cannot know God's good, acceptable, and perfect will for our lives without reading the word of God, without knowing what the word of God says. So as we begin to change our way of thinking, we can change our choices. Um, We need to understand that God, it was for God so love that caused him to give. That was his only motive. He didn't, it was because he so loved us. That's why he sent his son to die for us. But we know that it was for this purpose that the son of God was manifest to destroy all of the works of the devil. (laughs) For this purpose was the Son of God manifest, the Bible says, to destroy everything the devil did. In other words, Jesus came to undo everything evil that the devil did, right? So we've been redeemed from the curse. We've been redeemed 
not just from our sins, but we've been redeemed from the curse. In other words, if it's not blessing us, it's cursing us. And we don't need to walk in agreement with the curses. We need to watch our words. And when things are going bad, don't start speaking bad. Because in this world, we're going to have some trouble. Jesus said in this world, we're going to have some tribulations. But those who keep their mind stayed on me. He said, I'll keep you in perfect peace if you keep your mind. In other words, I need what I need for you to do is I need you to think about my thoughts. Whatever it is that you're going through, I need you to think those thoughts. What does my word say about what you're going through? Because my word is my thoughts concerning whatever it is you're going through. So if you're going through financial problems, he said, I'm Jehovah Jireh. You have to trust me for everything. If, if you can trust me to save your life, truly you should be able to trust me to provide for you. But every I, I like to tell people relationship, relationship, relationship. Relationship, relationship, relationship. Um, one moment, please. I'm at the pause here. 